Welcome to Bruja Baddies. This is Jean. This is Rose. This is a Panay podcast. To magically disappoint your parents. So everyone, last episode we talked about traditional roles or familial (laughs) roles in the family, Um, especially if you're a Panay, if you identify as a woman, and how that family dynamic works. Um, and we're really excited that if you're listening to this episode, you're now hooked. And guess what? You have to subscribe to everything that we do now. You got to. You're <laughs> addicted to us. And um, so for this episode today, um, it's a very special episode. Uh, it is. It's um, We have brought on another Panay into the party. Uh, we will have Pam... Uh, for the sake of no Facebook stalking, we won't release her last name or anything. We know uh, people can fan hard when it comes to us. So, um, Pam, I'm going to let Pam tell us who Pam is. Pam, how do you identify as a bruja? Uh, I'm just, I've been trying to stifle my laughter, but I couldn't. Thank you so much, guys. And with the Facebook stalking, I... Hardly doubt that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that something you hope for? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're the baby <laughs> bill this year. You let us know. <laughs> Hopefully when I get, you know, rich and famous in like hey, several yeah. years from now, You'll that could be an friend, issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be a first world problem I'll have. But as of right now, um, I'm nobody. So oh. not really nobody. <laughs> if you're nobody, then why are you here? <laughs> are you a- you're right. You're right. I am I somebody. Tell us about you, Pam. What do you do? How are you a bruja? How are you changing the game on being a panai? Okay, so the first question was, what do I do as an occupation? Yeah. Um, so pretty much, I am a registered behavior technician. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pursue my um, my career to be a board-certified behavior analyst. I just uh, graduated with a master's in special education, and I realized I kind of fell into this because I first had a psychology degree and then I realized I'm mm. like wow this shit is cray like for like for real like no pun intended got burnt out for three mm-hmm. years being in that field and then I just I, I think it was pretty serendipitous honestly like I think it was just like a hand of fate kind of deal I just like really walked into early intervention and then I realized like wow I'm really into this I really want to learn about behaviors and help kids with autism and with mm. other disabilities so from from there um, I'm, I'm here now and just pursuing what I want to do yeah so, so. you two are not on the um, atypical path of what it, you know what most Filipinos you know go into occupation how, right. does, how does your family take that uh, actually, my mom is, like, I love her. She is seriously, like, one of, she is the strongest woman I know. She's so selfless. But at the same time, the most confounding creature. <laughs> because it's like, okay, for real, though, like, she is, like, she, I feel like, was so progressive. Like, growing up, she, she made it her business to be like, I'm getting out of this poverty. Like, they straight up were living in a hut, like a one-room hut. Hmm. And she had 10 other siblings, because that's how it was. You know, they were farmers, right? Hmm. And she pretty much was like, I'm getting out of here. And with with that type of mentality, she helped, pretty much helped my family, like, get to where they are now. So now we're abroad. Like, you know, we're, ed- you know, our family is educated and everything, and it's no 
small part to her. And, I mean, yeah, she has a lot of those, like, you know, like, come she's on. Tough. Like, she's like, like, a tough motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she's old school. But at the same time, she knew. She was like, I don't care that, you know, I'm a woman or whatever. I'm going to do what it takes for right. me to survive and for me to do what I need to do for my family. And then, ooh, I just got chilled, yeah. yo. I just got chilled. Oh. And then, like, I hope she listens to this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mom, like, I'm hella bragging about you right now. And she told me, too, she's like, I don't care what you do as long as you stick to something and you just finish. Because at that time, like, when I was in undergrad, I literally switched to, like, Mm. my major, like, five or six times. Still graduated, like, relatively on time. But she was just like, pick a lane, dude. Like, pick a lane and just start driving. Really quick, man. So, um, your mom... Is an immigrant? Uh, yes, she is. And now we have our citizenship. So nice. my mom, my dad, and me. So so you're first generation. So. Um, like, yeah, I guess. Like one and a half generation. I don't know. Because oh, <laughs> right. yeah. I was born in the Philippines. Uh-huh. And then when I was five or six, I moved here. First generation. So, yeah. Nice. So I guess that is first generation. <laughs> yeah. How's that transition for you? Yeah. Oh, it was rough. Like... It, it was really rough. <laughs> I was like, wow, all these white people. Like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's real. Yes. <laughs> every immigrant story yeah. I love is white people. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely eye-opening, but then it was just like, oh, my God, like, someone opened up a box of crayons because there were all these other colors, too, you know, mm-hmm. not just white. There's, like, red and yellow. Like, does that make sense? Because yeah, in the yeah. Philippines, everyone's, like, brown. And skinny. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then I went to, I actually, I moved to New York. So wow, I'm the from, farthest state yeah, you can I'm imagine. <laughs> so I went from the Philippines then to New York because I was first in the East Coast. And, um, yeah, so there I was like, whoa, like, it was just a lot, like, really, it was a melting pot. Like, yeah. the, there were a lot of, like, cultural events. Like, I, you know, I was friends with all sorts of people. I um, I was introduced to, you know, people of different cultures, uh, people of different religions. Um, I lived in a place where there were a lot of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, knew a little bit about that. Um, I went to Catholic, like, a... I was in a really, like, closely knit community of Filipinos from the Catholic Church. So um, I would actually, we would, I would be part of the choir with my dad. Oh, and, I didn't know yeah. that about you. Yeah, so it was really <clears throat> awesome. We would carol and stuff. It was honestly, like, I had, like, a golden-ass childhood. Like, okay. it was bomb, you know? We'd have all sorts of, like, multicultural festivals and everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. So. so how does that differ from when you moved at what age to Nevada? So I moved here when I was, like, 13 or 14. Mm. And, like, like I love this place. Like, it's come to be my own. But this place is fucking weird, yo. Like, it's <laughs> fucking weird. Every it's so weird. Name one or two weird things. Okay, so it's, like, just, like, billboards for strippers are, it's, it's like, we're normal, like, we're desensitized to it, it's fine, everything's open, and other things, everything's open 24 hours, which isn't weird, it's actually really awesome, but then it sucks for us, because when we travel elsewhere, we're like, what, things close yeah. at 10 p.m., like, I'm like that, 10 p.m., so, yeah, <laughs> I went to D.C. once, and everything closed at 5, and I was just who like, who are they, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what how dare you, you? you know I need a snack, <laughs> is this, like, a retired people community, like, I don't understand you know so that's one thing and then 
What's another thing that I find weird? Oh, okay. Another thing that I find weird, like, I don't know if it's just us, but it, like, so, like, I live outside of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, I live in Henderson, so <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's, like, one of the top ten safest and, like, best suburban communities ever, but then it's, like, when you drive 15, 20 minutes out, a, like, another direction, let's say to the east, or if you drive 30 minutes further to north Las Vegas, it's, like, a totally different place you know Basically what I mean where I live yeah like not to say it's a bad no, thing it's no. just different and then there are places where it's like it's like a quilt where it's like there's like multi-million dollar homes mm-hmm. in one block and then when you <clears throat> go down the same freaking block there are like these you know apartments or there right. there's an RV park and it's just like there's definitely what the hell? it's like I'm in the same block yeah so, it's still like it's still heavily segregated when we yes. look at those yes. maps and yes. so like those lines like that happened like during the 1960s they're still like permeant here you yeah know? you see the disparity in the schools like because oh. I was gonna try and be a special education teacher and you know I do have friends that are I mean I'm kind of going on a tangent yeah, but just to fine. make the <gasps> point clear they're like <clears throat> Uh, you know, they have to depend on lotteries and being randomly That's true. Selected. There is a lottery system. Yeah, to schools. be in a very decent school. And, like, it's just insane. And, uh, by the way, just a little note, we're number 50 when it comes to education. So, Dang. Yeah. Way to bring down the house. <laughs> no, no, I, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, you've raised a lot of important points, right? Like, we are still living in these ethnic enclaves. Right. Even in Nevada. Right. Um, and then there were ethnic enclaves in New York, but it, there was a lot of more intersecting. Mm-hmm. I just feel um, like there was, I mean, not so much as a Filipino, because they were still like, whoa, you're brown. And mm. like, are you Chinese? Are you Japanese? And I'm like, uh. I'm Filipino. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> so, it, like, I think we had to form, like, out of necessity, that Filipino community, mm. because there weren't really a lot of us. But now here, when I c- come over here, it's like, oh, we're opening up a third seafood city. You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're fine, you know, like, we have another bubble, and it's just for us. Yeah. Or when we were voting, right, for, mm-hmm. like, the midterms, there were, like, signs in Tagalog, like, for us to vote, which I was like, oh, my God. Which I like, really love seeing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, my bitch station. don't cry, but it's just like, <laughs> I was like, I think we've arrived, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, but from what me and my friends were talking about when we were in, like, those areas for the voting stations, we're like, this is where there's heavily yeah. populous of, like, you know, Filipinos, and right. specifically my area and around Hollywood, and it was just, like, I would see this, like, I was like, a Filipino lady. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> just directing people into the line. I'm like what? That's awesome! <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, so I also want to ask, why did you agree to talk to Bruja on our Bruja Baddies podcast? We were claiming, why you know, are being you a Panayan. Yes. <laughs> why is, are we all here? This is the existential <laughs> moment. Honestly, so Jean, like every time she does something, like <laughs> I, I just freaking know, like my. Like, my body tingles, dude. Like, it, it on a physical level, I'm like, I need to get on this. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know Thank this you. is magical. Like, I know that it's leading us towards, like, a sense of, I don't want to be like, let's be woke. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean <laughs> like, I feel like that's where we need, that's where we're going. And I feel like there needs to be, like, that discussion about, 
women that don't fit in any type of category. And so that includes, like, Filipino women. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, and I have caught myself even categorizing other people you know that's just human that's nature fair like that that's fair that. it's mm-hmm. human nature like we want to know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm cursing a lot i'm it's so okay. sorry no, that's just like me. we say fuck every day <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. That's what we're about and then the fact that you know like in college i really wanted to this is actually like i feel like oh, girl like i feel like we're going in circles yeah. like like life is a circle and this shit is a circle because I met Jean, like, my first year in college because I wanted to, you know, figure out who I was as a Filipino-American young woman, young adult, trying to figure out my life. We were in FAFSA together. And so for people who don't know what that is, it's uh, the Filipino-American Student Association. And I was there, like, uh, you know, I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Like, I really (laughs) wanted to see, like, hey, like, I want to know more about my culture. I know nothing about my culture like I did one pandango sa ilo dance and that was it you know what I mean like I want to know like where do I come from and honestly not to hate on them but kind of hate on them like they're not there anymore they're dead dead. so uh, all it was was just like clicky people that wanted to party all the time and I didn't like I wanted to learn about my history. You We're know like what I mean? Only two people I know. Who and then, to learn about and then Jean, she was like the only one that made it like this club culturally relevant to me and she would be like people would hate on her and be yeah. like you're trying to be better than us and blah 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 mm-hmm. but she was just like trying to bring perspective to our narrative, you know, and it was just I just I mean, I wasn't witness to them, like, booing you off stage or whatever, but it was, it just bothered me, like, the one person that, like, I really related to, like, was just, like, considered an outcast, and I felt like an outcast, because, you know, I mean, I wasn't into that culture, like, I wasn't, I don't know, they, I I can't describe it, and I don't want to also stereotype, like, that type of Filipino, but at the time, that's how I felt, I felt... I felt marginalized within my own people. Like, that is the worst feeling. That is the worst feeling I've ever felt. Like, I went to the friendship games, and I literally, there's just, like, one point where I just sat in the car where everyone else, like, went to In-N-Out, and I cried because I was like, like, these people look like me. These people, you know, like, kind of came from the same background as me, and yet... I feel alone. Like, I feel so isolated. And, like, yeah, that was, like, years ago. But, like, talking about that now still kind of, like, hurts a little. Which is weird because that was literally ten years ago. (laughs) Like, it's weird. Because it's so solidarity. (laughs) So, like, kind of going off what you just talked about, I'm just trying to think, like, so within the community, you know, like when you're trying to talk about these like, you know, themes or like these issues of us being marginalized why we come together as a culture. Right. And then you have everyone else that's like, nah, you know, like I just wanna party hard. You know, it's like so how did you come to the how did you come to wanting that consciousness or like that awareness within like, you know, fast at the time. Mm. And then how do you now as a behavioralist reflect back on that as to why their reaction like was mm. to like have to shut that down. Oh girl I That's like why we bring Rose on to the show. Wow. Okay, so let me see. Let me break it down. So okay, so I came here so when I when we moved, so we were in Henderson like 
ha- not hinder turkey. Okay, Y'all know what that's about. But like I, so where I was zoned was a predominantly white Mormon school. Okay, and like what we were talking about, the whole like cultural enclaves where there's, mm-hmm. you know, every school even here within this county is different. Yeah, it was everyone was straight up white and very conservative. You know, I have liberal leanings. I'm progressive and I'm brown like I'm a small brown woman. And even within the group of friends that I came to love, you know, and I still have a place in my heart for them. It was very hurtful to know that I was still an outsider, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like with my political beliefs, like, I mean, yeah, I was like 16 or whatever, but I was really starting to understand like, hey, you know, I I believe in this. I, you know, I don't necessarily believe in like all this conservatism, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. And it just bothered me because even with friends that I considered really close, they would just, they would joke like, oh, you're Filipino or you're Asian or whatever. And I was still an outlier so I was an Mm. outlier and then I and it's so crazy like how when I transitioned from high school to college so pretty much I don't know if if our listeners know this about UNLV but we're either number two or number one when it comes to diversity Mm -hmm. so it's crazy right so a college with that much diversity and then I go into (laughs) (laughs) an organization that is ethnocentric and I'm still an outsider like what the fuck like That is pretty. Um, I mean, you're, you're so, the, right the tea is spilled it's and dried, crazy. girl. Like yeah. it burned. It tongue. burnt. It burnt my tongue. Oh my goodness! And so now that I think about it, like yeah, so um, I'm. I mean, I'm grown now. Like yeah. I'm 30, and like with an extensive amount of therapy, I'm over those <laughs> issues now of finding love and belonging and everything, and I'm fine. And now that I look back at it, I have this perspective where, you know what, um, we were just still forming our own identities. You know what I mean? Wow. And for people, they may not be mature enough to realize, like, oh, that person is an other, that person is different, but instead of doing the us and them mentality, we should include them, you know? Wow. And, like, even with... I mean, now that I think about those people in FASA, like maybe they were trying to figure out who they were. You know what I mean? Like maybe they they didn't under, yeah, maybe they didn't understand where they were coming from (laughs) or, you know, because yeah, I'm Filipino and yes, I'm American, but I feel like it's a different breed when you're Filipino American. You still have these roots tying you to the motherland, but yet at the same time, it's like, you're not, you know, there, there's still this, like, I can't describe it, but there's still these disparities with culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we have, we form our own little thing, but I just, I just couldn't mold into it. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't mold into it. Yeah, it's you just, know, like my mom, I had a conversation with, with her, uh, like, uh, sometime last week where, like, I was angry at her for, like, you know, like, trying to give money to one of my uncles. And I was just like, Mom, he's he's a bum. He's not doing anything for the house back in the Philippines. Right. And then she's like, Rosalind, you won't understand because you're American. <gasps> yeah, I, I, I was what? like, yeah. Yeah. We all You just got I, your citizenship from the Philippines revoked. Just not my brown cards gone. Yeah. My yellow cards gone. Like, girl, I, I lost that like years ago. <laughs> I cannot find it. Someone help me. Like, <laughs> it's so weird when we 
have to go ahead and like, yeah. feel like we have to choose one for the other. Mm-hmm. And right. in order to fit into this society, yeah. you gotta have to whatify yourself. Yeah. You know? and that's real talk. That's real yeah. talk. And just like, you know, listening to your experience yeah. on that, like, you know, it kind of speaks multitudes to like, you know, what a lot of Filipino Americans have to face. Yeah. And like how their behaviors affect that, right? Yeah, like where do are we supposed to be chameleons? You know what I mean? Oh, like how exhausting. Like if we're if we're to this, <laughs> yeah. then we're that. If we're to that, then we're this. And it's just like it's so confusing. I was utterly confused. You know what I mean? And then luckily, like as um I found a group of people that, I mean, this organization was based off of charity and Mm. community service. I found like-minded Filipinos and Asians that were like me. Like, they didn't care that, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was, you know, we had a lot of common ground with things, but they were also focused on other things, and they were very inclusive, and... That's awesome. Yeah, and which I loved, and I I found a family from there, and... um, What's their name? Circle K. What up, Circle K? Okay, so that's the collegiate chapter, but really, I'm part of the Kiwanis family. Yeah, so. you moved on up. Yeah, I'm. We're Kiko? the we're, yeah, Kiko. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, which okay, <laughs> branching off like we're so Kalnevha is like I feel like the most diverse district mm-hmm. and like the largest. <laughs> And then, like, but, and what I've noticed and what other people have noticed, like, older Kawanians are just, like, older white males. So, like, we got to change that. Yeah. We got to change that. It's changing. Yeah. It's changing. Not, the, not that there's anything wrong with yeah. older white, man, white males, mm-hmm. you know? Not to de- demonize them or anything, but it's just. We can go there. Yeah, like, I just, <laughs> I've just noticed that, too. So, so I want to ask, what's um, some advice you can give other Panais, you know, like, our listeners in, like, what are, with everything that you've experienced in your 30 years of life? As a bruja. Um, as a bruja. Ooh, um, oh, my God. That is so crazy that you've called me a bruja. <laughs> and and I'm realizing, too, I'm, like, I'm wearing a Gryffindor yeah. shirt. Like, I'm going to be forever a witch. Just, like, just don't give up on what you feel is right for you. Mm-hmm. Fa- you know, f- have that courage to face your darkness and face your fears. You know, there there are so many times I've fallen and there are so many times where I think I'm still a failure despite the things that I've done. And I just have to wipe my tears, you know, realize, like, I'm a motherfucking life warrior mm. and, like, get back up again. So, I mean, my path is different. My path is different from a lot of people's. And, I'm, you know, it's not to say it's unique. There are many people who choose to lead different lives, you know, lead paths that are less <coughs> less trodden. You know what I mean? Just right. don't don't give up. There are so many, and there are so many like as a Filipina woman who's gonna probably look like she's fifteen until I'm like forty or fifty or something. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I'm always gonna get written off. Like I'm, I look like I'm young. You know, I'm a woman. I'm Filipino, so I look like an I'm an outsider. There's mm-hmm. gonna be situations where I will be, but. I'm not going to give up. Like, I need to do what I need to do for myself. Well, ask all, well, most of our questions, but what is your overall dream um, for your life? My overall dream for my life is to tailor it the way that I want. So, pretty much, I want to live with a house with a significant other. Hey. I want dogs. (laughs) I'm blessed to have two careers that I want to pursue. I want to be an artist on the side. Not, not, no, not on the side. I want to be an artist 
and I want to be a behavior analyst. And I just, I just want to carve out a life that I can, in which I live out my truth. Like I don't want children. And that's another thing that makes me an outlier. I just don't want children as much. As, oh, yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> and people, yeah. <laughs> like people think there's something wrong. Like there was like some childhood trauma or whatever. No, I just straight up don't want to have kids. Like, and I work in a field where I care for kids. Like I love them. They yeah. are our future, all that cliche stuff, but I just, don't want to pop any out. On, there's 7 million people on the planet. We don't need to add more to exactly. it. Exactly. So. Well, and now it's like 8 billion. Like, it's oh, crawling up oh. to 9. So, like, we're fine. We are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Our resources are dwindling. <laughs> Climate change. Climate change. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Sounds well. beautiful. I want to thank you um, for being on our show. Rose, do you have anything left to say to Pam before we I think that the work that you're doing, um, your experience, it speaks multitudes. Like, that's where they multitudes. Um, For a lot of, like, the experiences that, like, are outlined out of, like, you know, what is dictated within the community, within Mm. the culture. And it says something to how we can get to, like, an awareness within our community, within Filipino culture, to be like, hey, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> Which is ultimately the point of Bruja back Yes, yeah. yes. So, like, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. So much <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. It was, like, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Well, we are signing off. This is Bruja Baddies, the Panay Podcast. <clears throat> Still magically disappointing our parents. <laughs> 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 <laughs>